1: And speaking of smoking, what are we smoking this week,
0: Brad? Ah, so this week we, we are... We got s- that new-new. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is uh, hot off the press. <laughs> the cigar I press. I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, we are smoking the La Gordaria Cabana Spanish press. and um,
1: Nothing to be infused with the Pailoff
0: press. This is... Um, or the
1: Russian press, sir. Or- I, 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 That's I all know. the
0: workout terms I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was reading about the cigar and, you know, one of the unique facets is the way that this is pressed and the way that it is boxed and um with that it just amplifies the draw. And, you know, I'm reading this and I'm like, "Oh, it's marketing hype. It's marketing hype. Marketing hype." <laughs> and then I light and start to smoke and I say, Ha! Huh, there is something because this has an extremely yeah. smooth draw. I smoked a lot of box
1: presses, and sometimes, not all the time, they're a little stiff. Yeah, there's like yeah,
0: you you have a harder draw where this is very light and airy, um, and all around pretty phenomenal. Um, so let's get into what actually makes this cigar. Uh, this sports a Nicaraguan Jalapa. Uh, rapper with Mexican San Andreas Binder with Nicaraguan Jalapa, uh, Dominican Palito Cubano, and Brazilian Montefina filler. Um That's a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and right off the bat, I could tell it was a lot of shit. And yeah, it's really good shit when you combine it together. A and, lot of flavor. You this. know, because... I, I, you know, I've smoked a few Lagoria. You know, the series R, um, the series N, and to be honest, ah, I've never really been a big fan of any of them. But this one here, um, I mean, this is a great medium, maybe maybe medium plus. Um, just wonderful smoke. I mean, you know, can't ask for more. It it flak up. Uh, the yeah. packs a lot of flavor, has a very smooth draw to it, wonderful construction. It's everything I look for in a nice premium cigar.
1: Yeah, and this like I said, they according to the you know Spanish the Spanish press is, they put these in boxes with dividers like right after rolling and you know and leave them in a box that helps them maintain that shape. So it, instead of like a, I guess a compressing like they do with some box presses i guess this one's just kind of i don't know less uh, harsh on it or something well it, it,
0: so with this pressing method it basically eliminates any air pockets um so i don't know about you but i mean this has a wonderful draw oh yeah it's, and and a lot of smoke production yeah it's like it's, it's,
1: it's, there's so much smoke production. I just tried to take a picture and my camera is like, you need to clean your, your lens. I'm like, no, that's just that smoky. <laughs> this is the, uh, this is the vapor cigar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're dropping some clouds. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I, I mean, I can't do anything artistic with mine, but, um, you know, Hey, to, to each their own. Um, but with everything that this cigar is, I think that the thing that stands out for me is, um, you know the smoke's very much like a um you know all Nicaraguan cigar but it's got some subtle nuances that punch through um that uh, I don't know I'm really quite surprised I'm enjoying this cigar as much as I am because I I kind of came into it with a preconceived notion that yeah this thing's got a ton of flavor so um yeah I mean It's a great cigar. If you find it, go ahead and pick it up before (laughs) everybody makes it popular and it triples in price. And speaking of
1: smoke production, this week we're going to talk about the king. Not Elvis, not Tut, but Godzilla. (laughs) King of the monsters. And if you're going to try to take down a three-headed alien, uh, Gohedra you should call on the Strikeforce. Strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo, promo code CIGARNOS for 20% off your order. And, you know, and if you got to run you know, and you can't carry a whole bunch of just tiny little tin pouches, fit right in your go bag when you're fleeing the uh, incoming monster invasion, you're good to go. Because you don't want to be under-caffeinated when running from kaiju. If we've yeah. learned anything in our years of experience.
0: And good luck running. <laughs> Okay, when they step on the whole city. Yes, absolutely. When they are the size of a city. So, with that, we'll be right back. Go <laughs>
1: some Godzilla or have that song goes I don't remember we probably just played it before we got here
0: <laughs> I, I did like the the you know remix the, the the harder you know version of it I mean which I I still throw down you know to the original too but um you know but yeah so this is
1: 2019's Godzilla King of Monsters you know the third of the American legendary Kaiju universe, and historically the thirty fifth rendition of Godzilla
0: yeah I don't think I ever own more than you know probably ten or twelve v h tape v h s tapes uh <laughs> at at a single given time, but you know c- kind of like what we were discussing off air was you know depending on which series or in the timeline or you know whatever like it's kind of awesome how you know godzilla goes you know against humans then he's helping humans like you know (laughs) that and you know the the different creatures and how many different splits and arcs there are to you know this whole you know it's kind of like wrestling you know
1: it's like you know you got your you know your villains and your your good guys and sometimes they switch and your good guy becomes a villain and vice versa (laughs) Godzilla is very much that uh, epic uh, luchador guy.
0: <laughs> well, I, I would almost, you know, I, I guess we got to take it back to its roots, and you know, maybe sumo, you know, or something, yeah. you know, because that was uh, that was a little bit different. Um, you know, the, so many of the other films were so heavily influenced by, you know, Eastern culture, whereas this one here kind of, you know, took place very much in western culture.
1: Yeah, cuz these are the this is only the third Godzilla movie made by fully by a uh, Hollywood studio. Uh, they had that horrible Godzilla 2000 with freaking that he didn't even look like Godzilla, it looked like a freaking lizard, uh, like like some kind of fr- like gecko or some shit. And then there was the one from 2014 which better but Still sucked. I mean, (laughs) to a degree. It was worth watching. I think I've seen it maybe twice. But it was so much just the story of the human characters. Where it was all about Brian Cranston and freaking uh, (laughs) Kick-Ass, whatever his name is. (laughs) I mean, you go to see a movie with Godzilla's in the title, I don't want to wait 45 minutes for the big guy to show up
0: but you know at the same time i will say that no matter how many times i've seen a bad rendition or anything else it's still godzilla and Damn i'm still right. going to see it <laughs> like you know
1: uh but yeah that was like the just that first one which was directed by uh however gareth edwards who directed uh, rogue one who did not return for the sequel so maybe that's why this one was so much so different than the than the previous rendition. And I'd say it's a little bit kind of closer to its roots than the last one. Like, the last one, was, it was all right. It was worth seeing. But, like, the Godzilla action really takes place, like, in the background. I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm like, I want to see freaking monsters fighting, not see some dude running through the city and there's, like, just little snippets of, like, Godzilla battle in the background. Like, I give a fuck about DOD guy <laughs> and his family. I want to, as Ken Watanabe
0: says... Let them fight <laughs> <laughs> but i i I don't know i mean i I think for me, I just love the the progressions and the symbolism you know of you know not only Godzilla but just kaiju in general, yeah, uh, you know I mean,
1: and it's one like of it's been like like
0: i you know people can go into it with oh, it's just a you know disaster film or they can go into it and say hey there's you know this is a film all about you know human psyche the effects of you know modern weaponry and warfare or you know hey these are yeah i, I don't know i mean i i think in a lot of ways i i tend to uh like we talked about, you get villains and bad people that are like, are are they really, you know, that bad? And you know, when you think about an eco terrorist, and it's like, well, humans are the ultimate virus and the ultimate consumers. They don't do anything to contribute. All they do is consume and destroy. And it's like, yeah, and and this
1: this version particularly had that kind of yes, and and, and I really you know, I, I, I really line. like
0: that, you know? I mean, that's, you know, to me, to take it back to Avengers Endgame and, you know, I mean, it's it's one thing to have a bad person that's like, yeah, they're bad and I hate them because they're bad. Then there's other things that says, you know what? You're you're kind of out on the deep end, but you make some valid points. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because
0: this time, and,
1: you know, before we even really get into this, the, just the history of Godzilla himself – I just look up the first original Japanese gods in nineteen fifty-four. So it's like the he's like the OG of of Kaiju and is there's so many like movies, TV shows, something like that that have kind of all harkened back to the the guy in the rubber suit. I mean, fucking growing up as a kid watching uh, Power Rangers and freaking megazords fighting monsters in the middle of a city. I mean, it's straight up you yeah. 90s era Godzilla, <laughs> and what uh, so I've kind of liked about these modern you know versions are is while the effects have gone up and he looks like a real monster, the look of Godzilla hasn't changed that much. He still looks like what he looked like when he was a guy in a suit.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the thing is you know that in no rendition. Has they have they tried to you know just straight up Jurassic Park and make them look like a T Rex or something? Yeah. You know, I mean, except these...
1: for that horrible Godzilla 2000 that we mentioned. <laughs> no one's like, I mean, if it don't, if it ain't fix is that pro, the one that had it. the uh, the
0: Puff Daddy song to it? Yeah, was it Puff Daddy? <laughs> I mean, I I can remember rocking that song. Now, the song
1: yeah. was pretty good. The soundtrack was way better than the actual movie because it had like the friggin' Puff Daddy Led Zeppelin uh <laughs> a
0: mashup. But yeah, it's. I can I can remember I I don't know if you remember this or not, but you know for the people that didn't have cable to be, we had channel thirty four, which for a short time was called the Box, <laughs> and basically it was you know you paid a dollar ninety nine and they would pl- you know you would request music videos and <laughs> I can remember that being like the number one that, you know like requested video yeah. for a long time,
1: in the days pre satellite radio,
0: <laughs> and streaming services and, yeah. and YouTube.
1: Uh, but yeah, like there's so many, and even oh, I loved it. One of my favorite episodes of this last season of Legends of Tomorrow, they went back to like '50s Japan, and there was a monster like running around like a movie studio. And it turns out this guy had like a cursed book where anything he wrote became real, and he wanted to make monster movies. And he built this big squid god, like Cthulhu type giant squid thing that came to life, and they had to fight it. But you know they were able to get the book and write in it that it shrank down so that it became human size and they end up like, but it was still like this godlike monster that they had to fight and they end up stumbling into like a miniature movie set. So it looks like a Godzilla fight because they're like having a straight up like fight in the middle of this like Tokyo recreation and like, but after they finally kill it, you know, the one guy just goes to the, the freaking director guy that had created the monster. He's like, man, keep doing what you're doing. But just one thing, forget octopuses lizards are king and i'm like oh they just created godzilla
0: <laughs> and he's like
1: king king of the monsters and i'm like fuck yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> but i mean that's 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 kind of the thing i mean is he owns that title like you know i mean when when somebody says you know king of monsters like you would think oh they're they're referencing king kong because king is actually in his but no i mean very few people ever mistaken that Nah, it's 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 Godzilla.
1: Oh, and speaking of uh, the big monkey, <laughs> some of the the after well, not really the after credits, but the the during the credit sequence was where they're showing all of the uh, the like blog posts and and newspaper articles and stuff. I did, there was this one headline that popped up. It's like, "What's a king to a god?" Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously, that's the, the next thing that's coming out is going to be you know Godzilla versus king kong but yeah i, I, did, <laughs> I just love it?
0: that love that comparison you know that uh i mean do you think we're gonna see you know kong and godzilla do battle or you know oh yeah it's already set for like a 2020 release <laughs> but are they are they legit gonna battle or is it you know because i mean i i think for me like um i guess spoiler alerts you know this film here took a direct a direction. A little bit different than I anticipated. I figured we would have very little human involvement and a whole lot of just big kaiju, you know, battling it to death. And even though we did have some of that, it wasn't, you know, on the scale that I, I thought it would be. Yeah, because
1: like the new director, Michael uh, dotry and I said this... Made for 170. So far, has made 339 million. It's you know still in box offices. And like I said they've already greenlit Kong versus Godzilla for next year. It's like I said, my biggest complaint of that first movie that was all the Godzilla action was in the background, and it was all about the humans. Where this one, Godzilla's front and center, but there's still that human story, and the humans are kind of on even playing field with the Godzilla. You know the Godzilla action's like not going in the background. The humans are assisting, but when it's time for Godzilla to fight, it's like, all right, let's put the cameras on the the actual star of this
0: movie. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I like that approach a lot. Um you know, I also like the approach of getting to see multiple angles of the human psyche. Yeah. You know, and I mean That is the root of, you know, Godzilla, you know? I mean, you know, he, you know, was ultimately symbolic, you know, after the atomic bombs and, you know, kind of a warning of, hey, you know, we're trying to play the role of of gods and deciding, you know, death on massive levels and everything. Like, you know, at some point we're going to awaken something far bigger than us that, you know... Yeah, because there's... I mean, this
1: one kind of starts with like um, some kind of Senate because they introduced in the first one, Monarch, which is the secret organization that kind of monitors these creatures and, and they kind of became public and now there's like congressional hearings and stuff. And, and they go in there that like, like Godzilla was originally awakened because of our atomic bomb uh, testing. And these things were like the original rulers of the earth and they've kind of gone away, but and they're theorizing the reason why they're all starting to wake up is because we've fucked up the planet so bad. And they've even said, like, you know, the places that have been destroyed by the kaiju, like, afterward, have, like, a huge, like, regrowth of plant life. And, like, their re- radiation they give off is actually healing the earth. And that we
0: have you to, like, find life, a... life, animal life, everything like, else return to <laughs> flourish.
1: They're like, ultimately, some of them want to destroy us all, some of them want to help but we have to find a balance and like i like the one senator's like so you want us to have godzilla as a pet he's like oh no we'll be his pet <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> let's uh let's not you know um play egos here I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh, uh,
1: and then uh, you know got a few new characters this time around they've uh have, we had uh of course ken Watanabe returned as dr ishiro Sirizawa, the head of of Monarch, which I said in the first movie, I think the only reason why he was there is because they needed somebody to say Godzilla and pronounce it correctly.
0: <laughs> but, uh, in th- I try, I'll just never do it justice.
1: <laughs> but in, uh, in this one, you I said he had a much bigger, you know, bigger part. I, we also got, you know, stranger things, Millie, Bobby Brown, you know what this and time around
0: to see her made, you know, into such a main character. Yeah. You know, was pretty awesome. Um, I think it also goes to show that these kids that we watched several years ago on Netflix, really not so much kids anymore. <laughs> like, uh, you know, so I I, I think it's going to be really awesome to see what you know their careers evolve to if they choose to continue, you know, to be actors and actresses and that sort of thing. Yeah, because she play
1: because she plays the daughter of. Two monarch scientists, which kind of went different paths where during the 2014 attack, you know, her brother was killed and her father just Just says Godzilla hates all the kaijus. He becomes a wildlife photographer where her mom kind of doubles down and gets obsessed with trying to control the monsters and invents this thing called the orca, which uses sound waves to influence (laughs) the minds of very
0: much like an orca. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Nice. But uh you know and they're in charge of researching uh a larva which eventually hatches into Mothra. <laughs> and then but then of course they get raided by like some kind of weird environmental terrorist guys who want to awaken the kaiju to basically hit reset on the earth. And it turns out, you know oh no, we you know, mom and daughter are Kidnap, but no like mom's actually part of this group and this whole thing is like kind of her Big idea charade, you know yeah. i mean where monarch which... wants to like figure, like all right we got to figure out what the good ones are we'll wake up the good ones we'll keep the bad ones asleep and she's like nah let's fucking wake everybody up and just whatever happens happens <laughs> like your know, monarch very much wants to do like a kind of like when you see people fighting forest fires doing a control burn so a bad wildfire won't happen she's like Nah, fucking throw gas on that shit and burn everything, or you know, her you know plan goes awry because of course she picks the biggest baddest motherfucker to wake up first and can't control him, and he's and turns out he's not even so, one of the original kaiju. He's a freaking alien who's like you know gonna destroy all of Earth, <laughs> and he wakes everybody up. And but that's one th- another thing I liked about this one was where the first one, yeah, we had Godzilla, but the the villain of the film was the muto some monster we'd never seen before. It looked very much like the alien monsters from uh oh shit what was that uh where it was like the found footage kaiju movie
0: from oh. a few years ago Um, not world of the Worlds, was it no or uh, uh, i don't know but yeah, it looked like those monsters from it was. Those films really didn't leave the, no. the lasting impression that this one did.
1: Yeah, but it, yeah, it was like somebody we'd never seen before. Where this one, it's like very much not only do they kind of take the criticisms of we need more monster fighting, there are so many shout outs to the original stuff where we actually had monsters that we were familiar with, with, you know, Mothra, uh, Rodan, Rodan G- Gahedra, or however the hell pronounce his name (laughs) but we got to see some
0: of like the og classics modernized i you know i don't know about you but i watched this and yes it was modernized but there seemed to be like a a bit of a grainy aspect to things that made you know it wasn't so polished that it was like you know not realistic i mean you know in a way it's like I'm watching a high def VHS version, if there's yeah. such a thing. Like uh, <laughs> high def VHS. I, I I don't know. You know, I mean, might have just been you know the theater that I saw it at. You know, was not as new or modern as some other theaters or something. But you know, it 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 wasn't like some of the films where you know, like going and seeing Star Wars or something after not seeing it for 30 years and then, you know, seeing it so polished that you're so wrapped up and wow, that's beautiful. And you miss whatever's going on. (laughs) Yeah. This here was like, it just kind of grabbed and, you know, didn't really let go. I mean, I, I, you know, I can't single handedly point at one character or one creature and say, well, that's dumb, or that isn't needed, or you know, WTF? <laughs> you know, I mean, I I, I felt I mean, like even like the I felt like everything had a purpose and a place, and it was executed very well compared to what we've seen, in some other attempts. I mean, even like the asshole
1: scientist guy that was like hitting his flask and, <laughs> and it was like, uh, can we turn the weapons on now? Like that guy was even. I mean, he he had some good comedic moments. <laughs> I mean, I,
0: I I guess if anything, you know, it would. It would be the politicians, because I'm just yeah, learning needs- in general, you know, fuck the politicians. Like, I love it when, you know, shit gets on the radar, and it's like, uh, this isn't normal. And they're like, this is a congressional hearing. And it's like, yeah, this is bigger than your fucking hearing. like, <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> uh, yeah, because um,
1: they... Also, like, just the... I guess scale of Godzilla, they did like a really good job of just kind of showing like how big these fucking monsters, are. like when they're in the, you know, when, when the, uh, orca is stolen, you know, they go find Mark, uh, the Mark Russell, the, the, the father that had left because he was, you know, part inventor of it. So like if anybody can track this down, he can and bring him to their, like, oh, we got a secret Godzilla research base that's in a – looks like an oil uh, – whatever, oil refinery – not refinery, a okay, drilling oh. platform. But underneath is this huge, like, freaking badass, like, you know, Stargate-looking <laughs> secret lab. Which is probably what l- looks like under every – Yeah, probably, yeah. And then you're like, yeah, well, we were trying to study him in you his – You just uh, hide
0: in plain sight kind of.
1: <laughs> in his natural habitat. And they're like, oh shit, he's coming close. Even though he hates Godzilla, like his. He's like, we need to wipe all these motherfuckers out. He's the one that has the sense of like, hey guys, like lower the shields, point the guns away from him. If we want to be friends with this guy, like show him we <laughs> mean Let's no not harm. Provoke him, yeah. You know? And he like rolls like right up to the glass and like looks at him like, the fuck y'all doing? But he like you know he's like just even more later later on when they meet him on the sub and they're all and he like stands up and like just kind of like. Like leans down and like gives him a look, yeah, you know, it's so it's like that's a big motherfucker.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's definitely been eating his Wheaties.
1: And like with the with the tie ins to the the original stuff. If you remember from the original uh Mothra uh movies, you know, she was controlled by these like twin japanese girls that would sing some kind of song and they even kind of did a shout out to that because i was like uh played by zengzi uh dr chen who's the monster mythology expert who is like you know studies all the ancient texts and be like hey this is what we know about these monsters because you know we found all this old ass data and you know when she's talking uh to uh mark at one point you know she's showing pictures like she's like oh yeah my you know, my sister also works for Monarch. We're we're you know fourth generation Monarch scientists. Like our whole family has worked for Monarch, and she's showing all these pictures. Like yeah, twins running the family, and I'm like, oh shit, this is how they're kind of giving a shout out to the, the, <laughs> the Mothra twins from back in the day. I like I thought that was kind of a cool little
0: detail they snuck in there. I mean, I, I like you said, there were a lot of you know great nods for anybody that's followed. You know the the series for the last. Even in the first movie when
1: they're like show when Godzilla first shows up and, and, uh, Monarch shows up and was like, and starts telling like the, the, the military about Godzilla and they're showing like the old footage from supposedly like, uh, he's like, yeah, the nuclear test on bikini Atoll was to cover up, you know, us fighting Godzilla back in the fifties and whatnot. And like, but the video, the old like grainy black and white videos almost look like, Original Godzilla movie footage. <laughs> Hell, it may may have even you know yeah, I, been I, taken from old movies and whatnot.
0: I don't know. I want to do like a you know Star Wars. How you have watched the movies in different sequential you know order and mix and match to you know shape particular character arcs. You know to kind of fit what you want and you know that or to be like huh now now i feel really bad for this guy or something (laughs) you know whereas before you're like fuck you asshole um you know i kind of want to do that with godzilla but you know i'd be like a two-week endeavor (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: it would take a lot of
0: of which i think somebody did you know kind of do that and said okay you know watch this you know 1950 version then skip ahead to like the 1989 or early '90 version, and then fuck everything up until like the 2000 and you know seven, you know or eight, and then yeah. So I mean, there, there's been folks that have did it, and I'm like, kind of want to, you know, just go back and revisit. I don't, I don't. I guess I'm just gonna have to rent everything because uh, yeah, like
1: somebody needs to have like a Godzilla box set, but I don't think most of that shit's not been ported over to. DVD or Blu-ray yet
0: somewhere in some basement you know somebody's sitting there with a VHS to DVD you know encoder and has ripped all of his shit and is like I did it
1: <laughs> if you've done it send the link to CigarNerdPodcast at com. <laughs> we want to see your Godzilla bootleg uh, collection
0: no I want to see the legit thing fuck the bootlegs <laughs> it's like I just want something on a medium I can actually play it on. (laughs) It's like, oh, let me go dig out the VHS. Where, where is that?
1: (laughs) Ancient technology.
0: You got to go to like a
1: Goodwill and (laughs) find it in the back.
0: Yeah, but I mean, even even now, I, I guarantee you probably step in a Goodwill and you know some of the technology there is probably newer than what I've you know getting into my retro gaming systems and you know trying to relive my childhood over again. Break out the Betamax.
1: (laughs) Go way old school. Um, And of course, you know, the. uh, But like, so the first big fight we get, you know, they wake up monsters. They're going around, like, killing people and and waking up these monsters. And they go to, of course, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Antarctica. Is a uh, one of those research facilities down there, which is probably what you know those the U.S. research facilities in Antarctica. They're they're really covering up some alien shit. Is <laughs> it's, it's kind of like uh they got uh, what they are calling Monster Zero, frozen and you know waking his ass up. We get our first kind of mini Godzilla fight before we get like some really big ones. But yeah, that uh, you know Godzilla in the snow and. And the heads, too. Like, each head had its own, like, personality. Yes. <laughs> Where the one head was kind of derpy, <laughs> and, the, and the other head's like, knock it off. <laughs> They're, like, fighting each other.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's, it was Deadpool. Yeah. You know, they, they never quite gave him the voices, so, you know, they they put it in kaiju <laughs> form. Oh. But, but, you know, after that fight, it goes
1: to, to Mexico to wake up the next one, which is... You know the return of Rodan, which was always a good you know Godzilla villain, the kind of fire <laughs> the fire pterodactyl of of Rodan
0: well I mean I you know that was always kind of Godzilla's one weakness, you know I mean like I mean, at the end of the day, he's got to make up a T Rex. He's got, you know, little T Rex arms. He's not just going to be able to reach out and bear hug or, you know, <laughs> grab. He, you, you, you know, gotta, you gotta give him that. Uh, <laughs> like,
1: you know, freaking Godzilla's the army, and you know, Rodan's the air force. He's got to, <laughs> he, he's got to, you know, that's why he has Colin Mothra. He needs his air support.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I would, I would say Godzilla is. I don't know. I, I would almost say more navy, you know, because I mean he spends. Yeah, he does. well. You know.
1: No, Godzilla's the Marines. Yeah, he has a whole yeah. lot of beach landings. <laughs> <laughs> he is definitely an amphibious assaulter. <laughs> Just a surly old Marine with like you know he needs like a tattoo on his like friggin bicep or something. <laughs>
0: I could see that you know there on his hip you know some. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, like you. Have, the the
1: plan of Marnock is like well, this giant hurricane is actually <laughs> monster zero not a uh, not a hurricane at all. <laughs> uh, so instead of letting Rodan destroy Mexico, let's go piss him off and lead him into that hurricane. And you know as you know, Ken likes to say, "Let them fight," <laughs> and, and starts off a a nice uh, a kaiju
0: battle that you know Rodan fucks up some uh, some. Uh, pilot so on the way <laughs> oh yeah no doubt dude could you imagine like yeah we gotta go through this larger than life thing here um you know and not
1: only you're dogfighting in a hurricane you're dogfighting with a giant flame and, and,
0: and at the same time it's not you're, you're you're trying to destroy it you're just trying to pepper it to piss it off <laughs> like <laughs> oh and then
1: of course the, mili- the, the military is gonna have to like Screw up because they're like, you know, monarchs. All, you know, we, Godzilla's what's going to save us. You know, we we can't stand up these things, no matter what kind of weapons. Like, oh, we've invented a new a new missile called the air, the Oxygen Destroyer. Y'all better get out of there because we're we're launching it. Yeah, you know, we're gonna you know, kill them all.
0: <laughs> it's already in route.
1: Yeah. Good luck. And sure enough, it's like it blows up and does nothing except like knock Godzilla out and and you think he he's dead and but you know has no effect on. Rodan or, you know, Monster Zero. I'm just going to call him Monster Zero because I can barely pronounce G- Gahedra. <laughs> and, you know, and then finally have, have the meat and they're like, they're like but well, I, I,
0: I thought that was a cool, you know, kind of additive. Like when the bomb explodes and, you know, instantly you just see, you know, all the ocean wildlife and everything else just, you know, float to the surface and, uh, You know, I thought that was a pretty awesome touch to, you know, just yeah, and because previously being able to visualize, you know, exactly the effects of such a devastating weapon.
1: That was kind of a throwback too, because earlier in the film, during the congressional hearing stuff, when they're presenting all this evidence of why we should just go kill all the monsters, they're like, one of the things was like, like a mass sea life extinction or something like that, and it was like, hmm, this all looks this. Looks a whole lot of, like those videos you you showed earlier blaming the kaiju and this was probably covering up freaking military weapons tests. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, you get uh you know, freaking Rodan bows down to to Monster Zero once Godzilla's out of the way, so it's like, you know, he's it's very much like Pack Animals where you know he is the alpha and we need a gods and they and they like we need a Godzilla to control all these fuckers like well yeah, I mean Godzilla was, is the alpha and y'all just killed our only other alpha so we're yeah, basically well fucked. I mean th- that was
0: the thing you know that I I really enjoyed about the film was you know I mean the the whole purpose of the Orca was to try to make humanity the alpha and you know unfortunately in this hierarchy that is not gonna work <laughs> yeah.
1: And, you know, and they find, like, the ancient texts where it shows, like, Godzilla and and Gohedra battling for, for for supremacy. And you're like, yeah, you know, he's, these are the alphas, you know, and we've wiped out our only our only shot of, of taking him out. But then, of course, Mothra shows up and is, like, you know, trying to signal Godzilla. And they're like, well, you know, if Godzilla's the king of the monsters, Mothra was the queen of the monsters. Uh, if anyone's going to communicate with Godzilla and they, you know, happen to find, oh, yeah, he's not dead he's basically hybrid you know in a recovery mode and have to go f- find him and gonna jump start they're like well it could take hundreds of years for him to recover on his own we need to up his his radiation dosage and bring him bring him back to the fight and i like it, it was cool how they Brought in the whole like hollow earth thing, and and because they're like, well, how does he move around so quickly? And they're like, oh, he's going through ancient tunnelways. Dude, and the stuff. Earth's flat. I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> and they kind of find like the ancient, like the lost city of Atlantis. There's <laughs> this underground civilization that no one knew about, and there's like statues to Godzilla and shit. Like, <laughs> and like it's like he's kind of he is the king. He has like like that throne room with like a natural radiation thing. And it's like, Oh, this is where he goes to, you know, chill out and,
0: <laughs> and, uh, it's like, ah, oh, it's restore. been a long day. I need, I need a few thousand years rest. And I, I kind of like how, you
1: know, when they get down there, there was some, some damage to the ship. So like, well, we can't remotely launch the nuke. It's going to have to be hand delivered. And yeah, you know, Dr. Shirazawa, who had spent his life studying Godzilla, and his basic supporter is like, you know, I will be the one to deliver it. And, yeah, he goes in there and he, he has that moment where he you know, sets the nuke down and sets it up like you're going to be all right. And then, you know, he knows he's dead. He takes off his mask and everything and just, like, walks up and just kind of like finally, like, this pet's Godzilla on the nose. And he's like, goodbye, old friend. <laughs> I was like, that oh, that was, like, the you know, most awesome. I and mean, then the nuke goes off and, and you know. Godzilla rises from the sea, and it's like, oh, yeah, now it's time to fuck some shit up.
0: <laughs> Let them fight. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I I think they did a, a good job, and, you know, I could see very easily, you know, them just weighing everything, you know, to Godzilla's favor. But, um, you know, I mean, they did a good job of legitimately, you know, showing the opposition. Yeah. And, you know, also, too, like, you know... This yeah, crossing over onto the human side of things, you know, didn't seem like it took away from those battles the way that, you know, the, the other films, you know, basically made, like you said, the battles secondary. Yeah, you like know. in the first one, the battles were very
1: much in the background. You know, this, here, you The know, humans had forefront, Godzilla had forefront, and they
0: did a good job of... Cutting back and forth and and, and and even you know combining the yeah. two elements, you know, I thought you know was was done very well. Because
1: you know, there's been some complaints that well, yeah, there's not enough human story this time. I thought they did good development on the the human character, especially. Uh, I see humans all the time, <laughs> especially you know Millie Bobby Brown and her, and her mother's character when you know her whole plan was like I'm going to wake these guys up slowly, and then you know we screwed up and woke Monster Zero, and he's you know wiping out humanity and she even tries like you know you know her daughter's like you know you got to stop this mom and she even you know finally kind of has like a change of heart and tries to get the terrorist guys to like all right we got to shut this down they're like nah fuck it like let them you know we're in a bunker we're safe let them let them destroy the earth we don't care the earth will be better once humanity's gone (laughs) but then she like steals the orca herself and goes to fin uh you know fenway stadium to broadcast the signal to Try to shut it all down, but inadvertently just kinda signals all the monsters there. <laughs> uh, yeah, and try to like reduce the amount of damage, but she's like, Mom, you're a freaking monster. Like, you know, you're killing like millions of people. Like, you know, this is not the plan. And she, you know, is the bravest one, you know. I don't know.
0: As, I, as I, most kids I, in movies I, I all, think, all I think she's all heart no uh, the, All uh... balls no brains. <laughs> No, I I mean, I, in a way, I think she had a lot of brains,
1: um, you know? and Like, your I, I, plan was good. The whole, like, oh, shit, now they're all coming to kill me kind of a tactical error. <laughs> probably, but, I mean, at the end of the day... She probably should have
0: flipped the switch and got the fuck out of there. <laughs> I mean, the end of the day, I don't care if you're in a bunker or wherever, you're not safe. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, these are creatures that, you know... Know the world in and out far better than humanity could ever, you know, possibly know. So it's like, what are you going to do? You know, you're going to have a wasteland. What? These these things aren't just magically going to go away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, as soon as, you know, it detects, oh, look at there. There's more of those uh, pesky virus things roaming around. Um, You know, let's let's go take care of that.
1: And I do like, you know, you get the when Godzilla and Mothra return you get the good four way like fight where you know Mothra fighting uh fighting Rodan was a pretty badass fight when she just spears his ass like yes. through the chest just like cuz you're like it's a moth how intimidating can a moth be and then she just like rips dude's heart out nearly <laughs> and you're like all right that's pretty metal <laughs> and you know and Godzilla's like you know all like overpowered See, I, you know, but i mean up.
0: I, and i'll say that it did a great job of um you know, making it not predictable, because I was like, oh, maybe it's like, you know, certain bees where, you know, the one sting and that's, you know, your death, you know. And I, I kind of thought that was the direction it was going to go, because it got pretty somber. Yeah. Um. But then, you know, because, yeah,
1: it just kind of cuts from her kind of getting burned up a little bit and, and taking him out. But then you don't see her for a minute, and Godzilla's fighting uh, <laughs> Cohedra. And while Godzilla gets energy from radiation, you know, it gets radiation from electricity and eats a power plant. And it gets OP'd for a second and like blasts Godzilla and is about to finish him off. And she just shows up and like takes the hit and saves him. But then her ashes kind of fall on him and like heal him instantly. And it's like, but he's like taking a minute to get back up. So we're like, we got to lead him away from Godzilla, give him time to get on his feet. So the mom who started all this shit finally like, all right, this is all my fault. I'm gonna save everybody, so she takes the repaired Orca and gets in a truck to lead lead uh Gohedra away from Godzilla for a minute and when it finally catches up to her and like flips her car and she's laying there about to about to die and like you see Godzilla just like you know fucking coming up, and she just goes, "All hail the king right before she gets blasted, I'm like, hell yeah, <laughs> and then Godzilla's just like gone like full like you know my power levels are at 9,000. Like, buildings are just melting around him, and he's like, this is why I'm the king, and just fucking just, like, just blows up, like, half the city. And
0: But, I mean, at the same time, though, it's like, you know, I, I was kind of wondering. I was like, okay, you know, at some point, he's going to reach critical mass, and is that the end of Godzilla? <laughs> so, you know, if he doesn't, you know, destroy this thing, like, you know, is... Yeah, His own demise, you know, going to be like, oh, shit, you know, that yeah. was our Hail Mary. And
1: <laughs> But he uh, blasted his full uh, kudokin and <laughs> destroyed. And then you see that, like, the head come up out of the out of the rubble, and you're like, oh, shit, it survived. And it's like, nope, Godzilla's just, you know, chewing on what's left. He's like, yeah, fucking regenerate from this asshole. You're about to be, like, dinosaur poop. <laughs> and just, like, eats his whole head. And they're like, I'm really glad he's on our side. And they're like, yeah, for now. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, that, uh, and you know, of course, you know, the guy who originally wanted to kill all the monsters was like, all right, Godzilla's a good guy. He's my buddy now. <laughs> you know, he, accident- he accidentally killed my son. All right, I get it. It was an accident, but he saved all of humanity, so I'll give him a pass. <laughs> I mean, it's big
0: as shit, dude. It's hard to watch your foot step. And that you too, ever and stepped when... on a, a dog's foot and felt yeah. <laughs> horrible about yourself? Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's how Godzilla feels. Oh, like, actually, they should probably do I almost want to see a parody of, you know, Godzilla trying not to destroy things, you know, him trying to tiptoe and balance around and like. <laughs> well, there's that kind of that moment in uh,
1: the first movie when he's t- getting into San Francisco and there's like all the Navy ships and you can see him like swimming right toward the ship and you're like go up and under and like dodge the ships and, like, the friggin' military guys start trying to shoot him, and one of the missiles, like, almost hits the Golden Gate Bridge, and he stands up real quick and takes the hit to keep the bridge from getting blown up. And then some dude in a tank shoots at him, and he's kind of looking at him like, asshole, I just saved your ass. And they're like, oh, my bad. <laughs> 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 but that 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 is, like, look, offended look of Godzilla, like, I just saved you, and you're going to shoot me? What the fuck, man? <laughs> 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 I mean, they just, like, just had, a, like, a really great uh, way of, like, you know, almost... You could almost, like, read his, uh, his emotion at that point. He's just kind of looking at the guy in the tank like, bro, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the hero here. Piss off. <laughs> you tiny, like, annoying human. Oh. And, you know, and when, you know, one time, uh, you know, gives his notebook to uh, to uh, uh, Mark and he gives it to uh, the guy who was, like, the Kind of like the, the second in command of Monarch and like gives him all his notes. He's like, here, make these worth it. You know, and like, don't be a fuck up. Like, <laughs> here's his research. Like, do good things. But then the the whole, you know, after the final battle, the, all the, uh, kind of newsreel footage are in, you know, stuff that had we, which we alluded to earlier with the what's a, uh, a, a god to a king or a king to a god, you know, it's all like, you know, you know, everywhere Godzilla goes, there's, you know, uh, environmental repair. And there's even, like, one headline that pops up that, like, you know, Godzilla uh, defends cities from rogue kaiju. And <laughs> and even at that moment, like, after he kills uh, Zero, all the surviving kaiju, like, show up. And they all kind of, even, like, uh, Rodan, like, who somehow survived, is, like, bowing down to him. And it's, like, that whole, like, you know all hail the king <laughs> moment and then there's even thing about another mothra egg found a uh, suspected mothra egg so you know of course mothra is going to be back in the sequel and then you get a thing about uh kaiju converging on Skull Island and they show like a a cave drawing of what looks like king kong fighting godzilla and you're like oh shit we got our sequel someone's someone's going to come battle the king but it, you know they've kind of played King Kong has traditionally been a, I guess a good guy. I mean, so I'm, I'm wondering how, like you said, how is that going to, are we really going to get a Godzilla versus King Kong? Or is it going to be one of those where they fight to begin with, but then they have to come together to take on a something worse? <laughs> Cause I mean, you talked about the post uh, off air, the post credit scene of the surviving eco terrorist guy buying the, First severed head, <laughs> recovering the first severed head. So I'm like, are we gonna get a you know uh,
0: a new uh, gohedra? Uh, let's take an alien and try to genetically modify you know what? Or are we gonna get like mecha uh, gohedra? Well, see, I was thinking, <laughs> you know, I don't know, maybe. I don't know. I mean, because nothing has been done with Mechagodzilla, you know, well, outside of some animated stuff. So, you know, maybe the military, you know, c- helps, you know, come up with some armor, and it's like, no, we we, we got a fucking hulkbuster Godzilla, you know. <laughs> <Just> and- to,
1: <laughs> yeah. Because that would be inter- be interesting, because I think they did a got- good job, too, in that final battle of you know, when uh, the one scientist guy was like, yeah, let's do like a Shiru always said, in his whole, like, let him fight thing, like, oh no, we're, we've got Godzilla's back this time. We're going into battle with him. You know, and they're in their giant planes and all that, you know, actually fighting alongside Godzilla. So, you know, maybe we get a, a team up of Godzilla and Mechagodzilla versus
0: whatever the big bad in the next movie is. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think that would, you know, be kind of cool. But, I mean, I don't know. Then again, like,
1: I mean, Pacific Rim is a legendary film. We get a freaking Pacific Rim tie-in. We get Gypsy Danger. No, I mean <laughs> hanging out with Godzilla.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean that—that's still kaiju territory. Yeah, I mean, it's that'd, that'd be
1: interesting. I mean, the freaking Gypsy.
0: Da- I mean, because that—that's the thing, right? I mean, you know, Monster Zero is not is alien. So I mean, yeah, did we get an alien invasion from? <laughs>
1: from his people oh, is he basically a alien bioweapon and like the alien alien show up. I mean, they've kind of done that in some of the, the old Godzilla movies where there's, you know, they bring in like an alien element uh, to it all. So yeah, there's, you know, with 50 or what, 70 years of history at this point, there's a lot of stuff they can pull from for well, and I <laughs> the mean... next chapter.
0: I don't know. I mean, I I, I kind of feel like this one here was to pay homage to fans of Godzilla, you know, with all of the nods to the the original stuff. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder if the next one they move away from the nods and, you know, make it, you know, much more visionary and futuristic and unlike anything we've seen, you know. You know bring in some kind of... I mean, because, you know, we've seen, you know, King Kong versus villain. Godzilla and, you know... That type of thing, so... I just yeah, want to see him I, spank the big monkey. <laughs> with the little arms?
1: <laughs> I mean, how could that be, be a fight, man? Fricking Godzilla breathes, like,
0: radiation fire. I mean, the, <laughs> the only thing that I, I missed from this, and... Yes, it would have been over-the-top cheesy, but the epic tail slide of Godzilla. Like, <laughs> I missed that that yes. was not in this film. I uh, totally forgot about the tail slide. <laughs> yeah, you know, Godzilla doing like a flying sidekick. I mean, nearly. especially <laughs> when they're at the ballpark, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you see him slide into home or something, but, you know. <laughs> just... Oh, God. yeah, that's uh,
1: <laughs> the fucking tail slide. Yeah, if you're listening, yeah. writers, directors of the next. Godzilla tail slide, That's 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 the thing we need to see. So, did you have a a favorite uh, uh,
0: piece of action in this? I don't know. I mean, for me, I think some of my favorite moments were not so much of the action base. You know, like for I really liked you know Millie Bobby Brown. When she learns the truth of what her mom is and sees her as the monster and really, you know, takes charge in her own life and, you yeah. know, says, hey, this is me making a difference. Because even from the beginning, she's almost the adult in that
1: relationship because her mom is just full obsessed with her work at that point. And, you know, she's the one trying Dad's to... Yeah,
0: a recovering, you know, alcoholic yeah,
1: and... Yeah, uh, you know, she's trying to like cook breakfast and, and take care of her her, her mom.
0: <laughs> Note it, to self, bacon does not take that long and that much no. heat. <laughs> you don't Godzilla your bacon.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean yeah, I mean, this one actually had a lot of a good you know
0: I mean, cause human storyline, but you it, know, yeah, the, it
1: didn't take away from the action sequences.
0: You know, I mean as far as, you know, I guess the big action sequences, I mean we we really talked about him, you know, like there when the beginning when you know it's, hey, we need to bow down to the king and you know let down <laughs> our guard and trust, you know, show him that hey, we're we're not here to hurt. I mean, that was a very pivotal moment, you know, where all of you know. You, you see the jets and stuff flying alongside Godzilla. I mean, that was another big one. Yeah, that was that was and like then, your Avengers I mean, Assemble
1: moment when he really, walks in the town with all the jets and stuff like trailing him. I'm like, I mean, oh, I, yeah. I
0: guess for as epic scale as this movie is, there's only those three or four real big you know action sequences that you know yeah, really the, stand out.
1: And there's the Antarctic fight. There's the Rodan you know fight, and then there's you know the the big battle at the end
0: you know but in saying that i didn't walk away from the film saying damn where was the action oh, no, you know like, and, yeah, and the
1: action sequences we got were just massive <laughs> and
0: and and I, I i think that you know once again just is why this film is such a cut above what the other ones were and the I, I always loved... and I and I like the fact too that you know they they showed the vulnerability. You know, yeah. it wasn't just like oh we're gonna have Godzilla and he's completely invincible and everything else. You know, I think that was a a interesting nod. And you know, we keep referring to Godzilla as a a he. That was very much like a a nest area.
1: <laughs> you well, know? yeah, it
0: was yeah. Some amphibians
1: are, you know... Asexual? Well, some of them are, like, you know... Can change sex depending on, you know, the environment. And, you know, if there's not a lot of females in the group, you know, they can't... So it's, you know... Godzilla may be the mother of monsters. (laughs) Who
0: knows? King mother.
1: (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, the... You
0: know, Mothra look cool as shit, too. I mean, that's the... Well, I really liked, you know, because when I first saw Mothra, you don't really... You know, in fact, it's alluded to, you know, because, oh, you know, there's a cocoon. So, I mean, you draw the conclusion, but, you know, it it didn't look, you know, like, you know, the winged... You know, in fact, like, when Mothra is first born, like... To me, it almost felt like Jurassic Park, you know the first time they reach out and touch one of the long necks, and you, yeah. you kind of have a <laughs> sentimental moment like you know um but uh I don't know I mean you know I, I I think that's just part of uh yeah what 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 this film did right um and I
1: always love a sequence when the power up sequence when Godzilla about ready to like do his atomic blast where his, his spines on his back to start lighting up. And when he was like supercharged and like turning like just red and it's like that whole, like the red arc about, he's like, Oh, he's about to go like, you know, fucking super Saiyan. It's just like, Oh, it's so much like the, the OG. And I mean, and even the sounds like, you know, the Godzilla roar and even like, you know, the sounds Mothra makes, it's like, they did a good job of recreating those classic sound effects.
0: Yeah. That was the other thing too, as you know, and so many of the other remakes that they tried to digitize and modernize it too much. And it, you know, took away, I mean, that, that Godzilla roar is so iconic, you know, I mean, it doesn't need to be super tweaked or super reverbed or digitized. Like, you know, it, (laughs) I don't know. You know, I, I felt like this film, for as epic scale as it was, did a very good job of not going overboard and trying to do too much. Yeah, you know, because I feel like that's where some of the other films went wrong—is they tried to jam pack so much of this, you know. And I've seen—I
1: saw one complaint. I was like, all right, you know, the fights were better but can we have Godzilla fight somebody in the daylight now? Cause it's like, you know, it's all like, you know, cloudy nighttime fights, which, you know, darkness can kind of hide a lot of bad CGI. Whereas we saw what happened in Pacific Rim when they fought during the daylight. It looked like a fucking power Rangers movie. So okay. With a little darkness, if it, <laughs> if it looks better, <laughs> I mean, but it wasn't DC dark. No, it, it was like, <laughs> I could actually
0: see what was going on at most of the time. <laughs> You know, I, I I don't know. I mean, you know. Oh, and that one Goheer like lands
1: eight. on the uh, on the stadium and like looks in the window, is like, oh shit. She's like,
0: oh, I, I need to get out of here now. So <laughs> yeah. Like, you need to be out of here like fifteen minutes earlier. <laughs> yeah.
1: But the Raptors are getting out of the cage. <laughs> Where's Chris Pratt and
0: some SWAT Raptors? <laughs> I don't know. I was half expecting The Rock to show up <laughs> uh, with his big monkey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I finally watched that Rampage movie. That movie is fucked up.
0: <laughs> I still hadn't watched it yet. I mean, I actually heard it wasn't that bad.
1: It, it was pretty good. It was happened to be on the cigar at the cigar shop one day when I was there, and I actually sat down and watched the whole thing. And it was like it was pretty good, but it was no uh, no Godzilla. <laughs>
0: but I don't know. I mean. I, I, I don't know this. So I, I, I guess let me ask you this. Do you feel like this is a film that you have to experience in theaters? Yeah. Cause there's a lot, especially with
1: freaking theater prices and stuff nowadays. It's like, there's some things I'm like, if I don't have to see it on the big screen, I'll wait till video. But I think if you can see this while it's still in, in theaters, it's worth seeing just for the, the size of it. It's you, you want to see Godzilla on like a big screen just for that the size of the screen and then the surrounds. I mean, I think there's even some IMAX showings too. I'd like to see it on the, the big, big screen. (laughs) Cause just, I mean, just this, when he screams and like it reverberates the theater, you're just like, Oh, this is awesome. (laughs) I just don't think I can get the same effect on a, on a home system because you know, we're of the age where we didn't really get to see the seventies or, you know, even eighties Godzillas on a big screen. We've only ever experienced him on, home video. So it's one of those things that you've got to see and you know the in, in all its glory.
0: <laughs> At the drive-in.
1: <laughs> so with that any uh final thoughts on uh this here uh, Gloria Cubana?
0: Uh this is my favorite by far out of any uh Gloria Cubana
1: I've smoked. Um yeah, the other's been a little mild to me. This one is definitely like a flavor bomb.
0: But it's uh it's it's flavor, but it's it's that draw is so smooth that, you know, this brings a combination of flavor and airiness to it that I think kind of mask some of the strength. Like, this is probably a little bit stronger or fuller yeah. body than what this thing actually smokes. Um, this is... You know, when we smoked the Gurkha Triad, yeah, this is what I was hoping that <laughs> yeah. cigar would be. Not not at that price point, obviously, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, for this here, dude, this, this is great. Like, I, I, I don't—I can't really think of anything bad to say about it. I mean, you know, I mean—
1: and this just came out in, in May, so it's just starting to show up show up in uh you know in brick and mortar stores. So if you can find one locally, pick it up if you can't. Yeah, I'm sure you can find one online. But yeah, definitely give this one a if you've not, you know, experienced a lot of the uh Gloria Cubana, you know. say so this is a is a good uh, new entry uh from uh from general, so check it out uh if you can. And with that, uh all hail the king we'll be right back it's time for some science and not just you know mad science but
0: regular science, Mediocre so, science. so non-angry science just mildly annoyed science oh. <laughs> must be talking about robots again
1: <laughs> actually i don't, don't even think we have any uh any well maybe some uh some uh potential robot news so uh you know, Mars, it's big. People want to go there. To get candy bars? Yep. I mean, we've been roving that place, and, and there's a lot of robots up there. Well, recently the the Mars orbiter has discovered Star Trek logos, so they're already marketing on uh, on Mars. <laughs> so is it uh, evidence of an ancient version of Starfleet, or uh, is this a viral marketing for whatever the next Star Trek movie uh, that's about to come, you know? Whatever's
0: coming out next. (laughs) I don't know. But at this point, I don't think you can boldly go where no one has gone before. (laughs) Apparently somebody's been there. And they're Trekkies.
1: (laughs) I always knew Trekkies were out of this world. Not saying it's aliens, but... Might be aliens. I mean, uh, somebody's
0: gotta... Have a, a, a basis... For some of this stuff right <laughs> it's not just pure imagination you know it, it's got to be some rudimentary roots to you know science fiction
1: yeah yeah it's all based on on something happened but uh recently uh they've been taking a look at uh the hellas planatia which is a giant uh huge crater located in the Southern Hemisphere of Mars. And they found a couple of these, what looks like the traditional Star Trek logo, you know, planetary scientists are, bla- are, are saying that, no, these aren't, uh, you know, aliens or marketing flows, but they're saying, you know, long, long ago, Mars was volcanically active in this, in this region. And they are thinking these, these symbols were formed by lava flow. Basically, lava was kind of running through the area, and there was probably like a sand dune type formation that stopped the lava flow, so it kind of cooled and arced around the the dunes. And time and wind uh, removed the dunes that was uh, that was originally causing this, yeah, uh, you know, stoppage of the flow, and left with just these strange
0: starfleet-esque rock formations so are you saying constipation led to the form of uh star trek logos on mars yes okay
1: yes yeah, science <laughs> <laughs> mars needs some
0: x to <laughs> it's about to have space marines
1: <laughs> but it makes cool photos uh, taken from the high-rise instrument aboard the mars reconnaissance Orber- orbiter and speaking of other NASA uh news, NASA is uh, prepared to uh bring tourists to the International Space Station.
0: Sounds like it's out of my price range.
1: Yeah, definitely uh but you know the 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 International Space Station which has been you know in orbit for uh you know 18 years at this point and conducting thousands of experiments and as kind of NASA's mission and trying to, as we've discussed uh, earlier and with some actual, so trying to kind of, I guess, offset some of that expense and research and all that stuff to the private sector where, you know, people like Elon Musk and all these other guys can spend their money. Cause we all know the private companies are a whole lot better, uh, funded than government research at, at times. So they're, they're opening up, uh, you know, the, the space station to not, you know, traditional, you know, we're, Hey, we're going to Florida for the weekend tourism, but basically private companies are now going to be able to uh, do missions and do private experiments on the, on the station. They've, you know, to, it, but you know, they have to go through regular astronaut training and be you know, deemed able to take the trip and the research that they're doing can't interfere with anything that's already going on, on the Space station, but starting off, they're going to allow for uh, two short duration, about thirty day missions per year uh, that will be opened up to you know c- commercial sponsors and whatnot. So you know, any of you uh, want be astronauts out there, you know, See, that find somebody really to go and hit your my
0: idea of a vacation though, because yes, I, the wonder. 30 days is a long time (laughs) yeah. and the wonder is gonna really wear off and like i've I've been watching some videos um you know of astronauts and you know like some of the most grueling training is how to cope with boredom (laughs) yeah you know i mean and then hey it's great to float around for a while eventually that shit's gonna get old yeah because i mean hell i'm going taking
1: like two days of firearms training for my vacation so uh, but yeah 30 days of <laughs> stuck in a metal tube that's yeah, gonna get old after the first three or four
0: days uh,
1: but yeah i mean it's uh yeah the kind of the
0: the headline is misleading i think too the um i think there's a lot more brightness involved where like you know you don't get night and day cycles like you get Like, every so many minutes of, oh, it's this, oh, now it's that, oh, it's back to this. Like, (laughs) that really has got to fuck with somebody's internal clock. (laughs) But there's, you know, they're saying that, you know... And the other thing is, I doubt you can have frozen drinks and such, which is my idea of vacation, because I like to booze it up. And I don't think you can do that in space. And I completely... And fuckled your mind <laughs> like this this is sounding less and less like a vacation and more like you know one of those hey we're taking a field trip but it's purely educational <laughs> but nasa's also saying in the this is kind of like the first step
1: in uh and kind of commercializing space they're like in the long term nasa's goal is to become one of many customers purchasing services from independent commercial and free-flying habitable destinations in low-Earth orbit. Uh, A robust low-Earth orbit economy will need multiple commercial destinations, and NASA is partnering with industry to pursue dual paths, that objective, that either go through the space station or directly to a free-flying destination. So, you know, kind of as they... great. We're
0: going to have shopping malls in space.
1: (laughs) But, you know, right now it's, you know, very much as open to, I guess, private research, but... Kind of the first step and then and you know allowing commercial manufacturing and whatnot in space that you know eventually they may be some kind of space resort uh <laughs> that we you know we as non scientists uh can you know, eventually venture off to without having to spend thirty days uh <laughs> on the international space station, so who knows we could be the first podcasters in space, I doubt it, yeah can't afford that shit it's gonna have to get real cheap
0: <laughs> hey guys watch this
1: <laughs> the first redneck in space <laughs> i want to see space races like like when we get to the point where they have x-wings and shit i- yeah gonna, i want to i want to be a you know, freaking x-wing pilot and and whatnot <laughs> you can be whatever you put your mind to uh, and speaking of weird dumb stuff uh Man, bear, pig. Well, uh, (laughs) a Malaysian reality TV star has been arrested for uh, because her dog turned out to be a bear.
0: Okay. I I gotta ask. It's gotta be pictures of this, right? Yeah, it looks like a bear. (laughs) This lady's real dumb. (laughs) I mean,. How does
1: it's a Malaysian sun bear, which are, I guess, an endangered species. So they are illegal to own and Zaref Sophia Yazan, a 27 year old singer from Malaysia who also, you know, appeared on some Malaysian reality TV, you know, said she saw an injured, uh, animal on the side of the road and thought it was a dog and, you know, brought it home to nurse it back to health. Uh, when it turns out it was, yeah she discovered eventually it was a bear and claims that she was going once it nursed it back to health she was going to try to turn it over to uh, a local zoo but uh animal uh authorities <laughs> somebody ratted her out and and uh the bear has now been uh, returned to uh <laughs> taken by you know the proper authorities and and you know so i mean she was arrested <laughs> which apparently it's, it's highly illegal to own one of these sun bears. Uh, under Malaysian law, you can receive a maximum of $50,000 fine or 10 years in jail for pr-
0: yeah, but possessing mean, protected species. That's Malaysia. Uh, probably. You probably get that just for walking down the wrong side of the street.
1: True enough. And there's pictures that people have taken of apparently the, the bear was poking its head out her apartment window. It's not like she had a ranch or something. She had this thing in a <laughs> in her apartment, which yeah, could have ended badly. And now with our little bit of uh, AI, you know, Robert. apparently Robert Downey Jr. has spent too much time playing Iron Man and now is trying to become the real-life Tony Stark because he vows to help clean up the world with robotics and AI.
0: Ah. Ah. Is he going to go rogue? (laughs) Well, apparently he was a
1: a recent speaker at an event run by Amazon called... uh, the REMARS conference, which stands for Machine Learning, Automation, Robotics, and Space, which brings a whole bunch of uh, engineers and tech experts presenting on various topics, and you know, he's yeah you know, was one of the guest speakers, and he's started announced the forming of what he's calling the Footprint Coalition, which aims to tackle the challenges of pollution and climate crisis using technology solutions such as AI and robotics. And basically, you know, Danny said he was talking with a bunch of scientists, and they were like, you know, if we, uh, you know, really worked on this, we could probably clean up the world in about ten years. And he's like, all right, I got money, let's do this shit. So they <laughs> have come together to start this, uh, <laughs> start this uh, project where you know they're gonna look at you know trying to, you know, get through the technological hurdles and and uh, use tech to save the planet, much like something, you know, old Tony Stark might try to do. Yet to say if he's going to build his own Iron Man suit, but at the, you
0: know. If, if he doesn't, I'd consider it a half-assed attempt.
1: Yeah, you know, finally someone from Hollywood doing something good and productive with their money instead of just bitching about politics. He's actually trying to do something, which I <laughs> I applaud, you know, when they're like, you know, actually, you know, trying to come up with solutions to, to problems instead of just bitching and whining about it. I do what I want. So good on you, Mr. Stark. I mean, Mr. Downey Jr. <laughs> Could you re- be resurrected and make another Iron Man movie, please? And uh, no, no spoiler alert, you, you kind of died, but now they got freaking time travel and shit. Somebody can fix that stuff. <laughs> Which, have you seen the... Uh, the latest episode of how it should have ended where they were doing end game. Yes. <laughs> and it's like Tony Stark's dead. He's like, he's like too bad. We don't have some kind of device that can reverse time and, and, and heal things that have been broken. <laughs> and Dr. James, oh yeah. I forgot about that. And uses the freaking eye of Agamotto to bring him back to life. And so he's like, you just wanted to see me die. Didn't you? No, of course not. <laughs> and then old man cap. I'm like, you just like, you know, Made Ant-Man, uh, you know, a baby and old, like, so use, use that technique to <laughs> de-age Cap, bring him back too. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was one of the funnier episodes of, uh, of, uh, <laughs> freaking, uh, how it should have ended and how it should have ended right now is I'm going to stop talking about bad science and move on with the show.
0: Hey gang, do you need another podcast to listen to? Well, might I suggest my podcast? My name is Richard T. Yule, a.k.a. at Nerdy Laser on Instagram and Twitter, and I host the Nerdy Laser Podcast. We specialize in all things 90s and all things nerdy. We are a part of the ESO Network, so visit us at esonetwork.com. Also, nerdylaser.wordpress.com for more info. And now it's time for All Things Nerdy. and welcome to nerd news yeah news all right we got movie trailers um a little franchise that i've kind of followed and have been a fan of uh you know starting with rob zombie i i don't know grew up listening to a lot of rob zombie music and then once he you know decided hey i make badass music videos so i should look at directing uh full-length films and um
1: his movies are always good i mean and I mean, he kind of went off for a while there, like remaking stuff. You know, I mean, his, yes,
0: his two Halloween movies were
1: were pretty badass. I, I mean, mean, they
0: were, you know,
1: or at least the first one was. The second one was a little little weird, but the first one was was pretty awesome. But yeah, I I, I much prefer his uh, his original work <laughs> to his remakes.
0: Well, I mean, you know, I, I think there's got to be some you know creative. Um... Except for that Salem whatever movie, that was weird as shit. (laughs) I mean, it is Rob Zombie. I mean, is it supposed to be perfectly normal and all, you know, roses and unicorns? Eh, maybe. You mean him doing it like a family film? (laughs) That would be insane. (laughs) Well, I was talking to somebody one day, you know, and uh, I guess they had gotten backstage passes and the whole nine yards to one of his shows, and, you know, apparently... His wife's there his kids yeah. are there and everything and you know he's just you know there in his uh typical rock star attire you know and the kids are asking for quarters and you know <laughs> uh, other stuff you know and it's like she's like you know i i don't know what i expected but i mean it was the quintessential family dynamic that you know you would find <laughs> in you know just okay, about I- any normal household she's like i don't know why i thought you know that'd be Super obscene, or you know—I mean, it's like freaking Ozzy now. Yeah, he's like a doddering old grandpa. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> you expect like freaking Satan worship going on? And he's like, yeah, Sharon, where's my ice cream?
0: <laughs> I need some Ben Gay for my elbows. I saw.
1: And Rob Zombie's like a huge nerd too. He collects like dinosaur shit. I heard he's got like those like roadside like statues and shit. He collects those. <laughs> and, I mean, he's he's an interesting dude. He's not yeah you know,
0: you, you don't expect that from at least his original music. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, we got. I, I I guess at best what you could see you know are call a teaser trailer for the three from hell and. Um, it doesn't give give away a whole well, lot. Well, it but doesn't really give. If anything, half the like, trailer
1: is clips from previous movies. <laughs> I, I
0: I'm like, I feel like it was a fan made trailer. Or it's the perfect joke, you know? I mean, because I I, I think that's the the thing is, you know, Rob Zombie has a way of, one, making stuff seem like it's a lot more production and expensive than what it really is. (laughs) Um, But then, two, like, I think he just genuinely likes to fuck with people. Um, And I kind of feel like that's what this is, is, you know, an attempt to be like, Aha! Uh-huh, you guys were expecting, you know, to see, you know, the Firefly family and all their glory and everything, but nope. Here's here's you know some ten second snippets. <laughs> yeah, that like you said, ninety percent of them are from yeah, like old outtakes and stuff. of you know <laughs> a House from a Thousand Corpses and the Devil's Rejects. But um, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I was kind of you know excited. I mean, it's always weird because. June and July is when things all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're done with the family blockbuster films. Time to gear up for Halloween, and you know, then mm. you know it. Everything becomes horror movies, and you know, hell's yes. that type of thing. And, Our
1: time of the year, yes. And yeah, the original House with the House of Corpus, I haven't se- seen it forever. I need to rewatch it. I love that movie. I mean, I think the last time I saw it when I was in waiting in line for a haunted house they were playing it in the in the queue and fuck i don't remember the last time i seen devil's rejects but yeah it's like oh like yeah i'm i'm interested in seeing a third
0: chapter of 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 that so yes absolutely ah uh, man you will see that third chapter as it stands right now i think this is set to release um sometime september 2019 i would imagine late september you know pushing that early october post dragon con uh... yeah <laughs> But I mean, you know, it's kind of cool. I mean, you know, yes, we've got, you know, some of the, you know, of course, we got Sherry Moon. We got Sid Haig, you know, but then again, we got Danny Trejo. We got, you know, oh, boy, (laughs) the musical interlude. (laughs) We're going to get demonetized now. Not that we're ever monetized.
1: (laughs) Oh, but yeah, it's like the least
0: spooky music. That could play. Sid Haig's lost some weight too. He's, but was like, man, dude's getting up there. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, a, a name like Mister Baggy Britches, <laughs> you know.
1: But yeah, always always good to see uh, Danny Trejo in anything. So, <laughs>
0: yes, absolutely.
1: Don't so. know if he's a killer or one of the victims, but you know he's gonna have a badass death scene if uh, <laughs> if he's one of the people killed. Absolutely. Trejo don't go out like no bitch. He's machete.
0: (laughs) I am machete. All right. Um, I guess once again we're gonna keep on with a horror theme. Um, Doctor Sleep, not to be confused with Doctor Strange, or Doctor Strange Love, or Doctor Feel Good, or any other Doctor Who. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) See what you did there. Uh but yes um apparently this is going to be the the sequel to um the shining which um, you know, we did a shining episode way back when and that's
1: a great movie and even like I mean here here's the Even thing. the shining sequence in uh, freaking Ready Player
0: 1 was pretty cool. <laughs> I just um I, I'm a little bit gun shy now man pet pet cemetery I went in with yeah a, a lot higher expectation enough. than I really should have and you know, the, the, the Shining... I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's cool that... I mean, how, you know, how involved is Stephen King in
1: this is the question of whether or not it's going to suck. Because, <laughs> yeah, we, you know, the the It remake was pretty badass, and I'm looking forward to that second chapter of that. But, yeah, like you said, uh, Pet Sematary uh, did not... Uh, I, I didn't even bother seeing it. It did not get great reviews. <laughs> uh, uh, and I, I trust your choice on movies, so if you're like, yeah, it's not worth it, I'm like, yeah... I'm, might watch if it's on the at the cigar shop one night, but yeah, that's not one I'm uh, actively seeking out. But I mean, the trailer looks interesting, but I, I I've I mean, not read that that new book. So I'm I'm I, I know it's uh it's uh whatever the kid is all grown up and now he's uh
0: which I think it's cool that they brought him back, yeah,
1: you know Tommy. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, other than that, I don't know anything about the story of Doctor Sleep.
0: So I mean, you know. I just, I don't know. I mean, it, it's going to be one of those that, yes, I'll have to go see it because I have a jumpy girlfriend. And it's always fun to take <laughs> her to stuff that I'm like, okay, this is monotonous and boring to me. But it's funny to watch her reactions. It's like hiding um, a creepy doll in the bathroom. Speaking of creepy <laughs> doll, how do you feel about, you know, have have you seen, you know, the newer images of Chucky and the doll oh, and stuff now? Like He looks way too cleaned up. Yeah, like, it <laughs> just... It's it's too polished. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, and it's from from I get what it, voodoo magic and all. But you know, I don't still. even know if there's voodoo magic involved in this one because
1: now it looks like a weird AI gone rogue story. <laughs> so yeah, that one uh, that one
0: AI starts with voodoo. Uh,
1: yeah, because it yeah, seems like they've kind of gone too far from the the origin. But then again, like I said, you've, when you're doing a reboot remake you run the risk of it's just the same old thing with a new coat of paint on it. You know, there needs to be some enough honor of the original, but some, some re- you know, new stuff. So it's, uh, interesting to, to see, but yeah, I'm like, I don't know. This new Chucky does not look nearly as intimidating as OG
0: Chucky. <laughs> I don't know, but give him a knife and all of a sudden little things become much more menacing in life. Yep. Um, okay. Switch gears. Let's, let's go for something kind of lighthearted, kind of, <laughs> not, um, but there's a, uh, clip circulating around of, uh, Chris Hemsworth doing, um, Johnny Cash's Hurt, um, as, as Fat Thor. Thor. And, <laughs> Which is the perfect <laughs> rendition of that song.
1: Just, I mean, it just gives, like, fucking Thor's depression. It's like, I could see him, like, sitting there with, a. Uh, with Korg <laughs> playing some Johnny Cash and, and drinking.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: absolutely. Like that should have been in the movie. Just <laughs> when uh, when uh, Hulk and Rocket uh, walk in, he could just been like playing his guitar like a, some weird hippie guy in his shed. <laughs> but yeah, that that clip of of, of him
0: uh, singing "Hurt" is hilarious. Yes. All right. So now let's uh Let's chalk it up to Netflix, and you know, bring some video game stuff. You know, we just wrapped up E three, so there's quite a bit of video gaming um stuff and out there. But uh,
1: Keanu Reeves and <laughs> yeah, Cyberpunk, yes, um, that and the uh, the other thing, those uh, mini arcade machines there's, that have like four or five games on them. Which I've, they've got a Mortal Kombat one at Walmart. I want, but they also announced that they're making uh releasing all the old Star Wars games on one of those mini arcade
0: machines. I'm like, oh, I kind of want that one too. (laughs) It's just so weird to me. Like when I go to arcades now, because it's so polished, like everything's LCD. There's no more, you know, VGA pixelation. It's like you've got, you know, a freaking computer and the, you know.
1: That and all the damn arcade machines now are just to generate uh, tickets. They're like they're all like a fucking prize suck. It's cuz like back in the day we had video games. We had Mortal Kombat. We had all these cool <laughs> Which arcade all, shit.
0: They didn't even give you the mercy of spitting tickets out. They just took your money. Yeah. <laughs> and but, your pride. But now your-
1: with like since home systems are so wildly they're like yeah, everything in arcades all about like kids winning prizes or big versions of your phone apps.
0: Yes. <laughs> which i don't know i mean i've gone through and played quite a bit of sega you know since a lot of their games got released for free and you know that type <laughs> of thing so i don't know i mean there, there's some upsides but uh no there was a little video game franchise uh from tom Clancy called uh the division um originally came out in 2016 quickly become like the fastest selling video game in history. Um, you know, uh, that's pretty high volumes for a studio like Ubisoft, who oftentimes gets a lot of negative publicity. Um, well, Netflix apparently has acquired, uh, rights to the division film, which will be directed by David Letich. He directed a little film called Deadpool 2. Um, so, um, yeah, kind of, uh, excited for this, you know, yeah, I mean, some yeah
1: you know, like, so we've said Netflix has been doing good this series and that, uh, last military type movie that came out with the, uh, the Ben Affleck, uh, movie, they, they can do action too. So I'm, I'm interested to see, uh, how the division plays out. On well, the... I mean,
0: you know, I, I think Netflix is a great medium, you know, because they tried to do Assassin's Creed on the big screen. Um, you know, didn't quite meet expectation um but you know this is set you know i i kind of like it you know because the premise behind the division for folks that haven't played it is there's basically a smallpox pandemic that is you know manufactured by a eco-terrorism group and spread via you know infected currency um and what does everybody in you know new york have Probably currency. (laughs) What do we come in contact every day with? Currency. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, basically this is a struggle to get, you know, regain control, neutralize the infection, and, uh, you know, kill the bad guys.
1: That's one thing, the problem with a lot of video game-based movies is a video game... The story is so big because you've spent so many hours playing it. It's hard to squeeze that narrative into an hour and a half thing. But with a Netflix series, it gives it the ability to kind of space out that storytelling a little bit more and kind of give things room to breathe and develop. So I'm interested to see what they do with this.
0: And, and, and that's the thing about, you know, the, the division. I mean, it's it's a lot different than your traditional you know game because on this it's it's very much a a cover based you know you, you're not just going to run out there guns a blazing and wipe out the whole map you know you have to it's tom clancy <laughs> most people complain damn why is this game so hard well i mean <laughs> you know it's, it's not call of duty you know it's not designed to be yeah.
1: and that's what's cool about that and uh and some of the other stuff is all the not just the guns but the equipment are all like real world stuff i mean i'm a fan of I just bought two five eleven tactical bags, but five eleven was actually at E three this year because they're like, Hey, all our equipment's in the in division. the division and yes. in the new uh how was it uh shit, what's the one we were just talking about with fucking Punisher in it? It's about to come out, uh Wildlands. Yeah. Like the new Wildlands game. It's
0: like yeah, like you yeah. know, Breakpoint or whatever. Yeah, it's called. like
1: yeah, you know, it's like full of five eleven gear. So <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, it's kind of cool to be able to be like, hey, I can actually go out and buy this bag if I so want If you
1: want to cosplay as your favorite video game character, all you got to do is go down to the 5.11 store and they'll hook you up.
0: (laughs) Now it's going to be Division Agent or Umbrella. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Well, you look like a bum just with some tactical gear, so I'm going to say Division Agent.
1: (laughs) I got a beard. I got a shmag. I can dress up as uh, one of the Division characters.
0: (laughs) There you go. Um, Okay, so... uh, another video game that was announced um by a little publisher named Square Inks. I'm I'm sure nobody's ever heard of them. They they didn't make anything like a Final Fantasy franchise <laughs> or any. But uh Doctor if, Who? What? Apparently we're going to get um a Marvel's Avengers game. Yeah, the <laughs> well it the, the looks cool. The biggest complaint is like
1: I, I guess they got the rights to to some of it but not like characters so they they look like none of the mcu guys <laughs> i've seen the remark that it's like from uh whatever space balls when they accidentally catch their stunt doubles <laughs> yeah so i was like mean, why does it look does it look like the the guys from the movies <laughs>
0: but i mean video not, uh, then again right over it. like I, I i think to so many of these games and um you know probably ultimate alliance Yeah, It's probably been one of my all-time favorite, you know, kind of uh, comic book-based video game. Um, So sometimes these games, you know, we've seen it with Transformers and everything else. Yes, they look good, but then it's like you were much better off a movie than you were (laughs) a game. So who knows? I mean, you know, just seeing the snippets and everything else, yes. um, You know, I can definitely see the appeal. Look forward to... You know, actually getting hands-on and, um, you know, seeing what it's all about. But, uh, you know, when we've had 20, you know, some odd movies and now you want to throw in a video game. eh, I I don't know. (laughs) But then again, you know, they did it with Spider-Man and it turned out to be a phenomenal game. Yeah, I still need to play that. But, yeah, I've heard that one's badass. So, um, yeah. Definitely will keep folks posted. Um, and then, of course, the highly coveted thing that, God, since, I don't know, PlayStation 1, you know, Final <laughs> Fantasy 7, we got our snippets of screenplay and our release date and how they're going to release it and everything else. So in an era where you can just go on a digital store and buy and, you know, download your gigs and gigs of video game size... Uh, they're going to actually break this apart in multiple releases, multiple discs, because they said that this game is so big it would basically be 10, Ra- 10 Blu-ray discs. <laughs> Damn. Um, so, you know, what they're going to do is basically try to release it in stories. So the first two discs will be this story, the next two. Chapter you know, one, yes. chapter two, whatever. Yeah, cause, um, I mean, which kind of makes sense because, I mean, you know... I got pretty decent internet, but you start getting into a hundred plus gigs. <laughs> yeah, that's and be then a it's like, holy! Bit of crap. a beast. It's like, all right, let I me mean, especially you know, I, I, especially I, with boondocked internet like I have, I'll, I'll
1: be turning it on. I'll come back next week and I'll be able to play it.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then that kind of kills me a little bit for games. Even like when you go and buy a disc, and it's like, oh well, I bought this thing, I want to play it. Oh wait, I can't download for hours updates, two hours yeah. of you know stuff, and you know that, that kind of kills video gaming a little bit for me um but uh final fantasy 7 will be coming out march 3rd of 2020 happy early birthday
1: yeah the screenshots and stuff on it looks looks pretty badass and i was never a huge final fantasy fan because i really didn't like rpgs but that's one that i actually played and was pretty badass so I yeah, know, hell, I'm, I might pick that one up again.
0: And that's that's probably what would keep you from the division. Is it plays, you know, pretty art. I mean, it's a loot shooter, so a lot of gear, a lot of, you know. But it's kind of cool because you can, you know, hey, I'm gonna do this. Oh no, nope, I'm gonna equip this other gear, and now my character is gonna be, you know, more operator or more <laughs> long range, or you know what? Fuck, I'm just gonna, operate. you know, <laughs> run around with a shotgun and you know, getting your grill. Yeah. Any other tidbits, news, anything you want to share with the listeners? That's
1: all we got. So check us out on cigarnerdpodcast.com. We're also on the ESO network at ESO podcast. Or yeah, ESO network.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Cigar Nerd Pod. You need some uh, smoking shirts, check out Real Men Smoke Cigars.com. You need uh, energy drinks, check out StrikeForceEnergy.com. Promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. And with that, let them fight. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We're your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom.
0: This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon. Or by shopping through Amazon.com or the T Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.